This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day to everybody. I'm so happy to see you all. This is really exciting. We have another webinar. How's everyone doing? Come say hi in the chat. Tell us what motivated you to join this webinar today. What motivated you to set aside some time in your busy schedules and your busy lives to come and join us? Come and tell us. I'm so excited that you're here. Like I said, we have a wonderful webinar in store for us today. Now's a beautiful time to actually silence your devices, maybe grab a glass of water, have that nearby. I want you to engage in the chat with each other, with me, with the content. And I think we're ready to get into it. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Um, you also might want something to, you know, take notes on. It could be your computers, um, but it might be a little tricky as we're having the webinar uh, as well. But if you want to open up a window, maybe you have like another screen or if you have um, like a handheld device, like, a, you know, uh, something to write on or your notebooks, that would be great just to take some notes. You can always access the replay afterwards uh once it's been posted and yeah i think that's great okay so here we go let's share my screen so we've got a lot to talk about today as you can imagine this is a hefty topic and we're definitely going to get into it there's always so much more to say, so I might do more of these. We're definitely going to talk about it in our community and our group coaching sessions that we have within our Exploring Academy community. If you're part of the group coaching plan, we will be doing some practice with these intelligibility strategies. So if that's something that you're interested in working on more, then I would definitely encourage you to sign up for our Executive Communication Lab group coaching plan and you get a one week free trial with that. So that might be something that you would like to try out and see if it's a good fit for you. We meet multiple times a week with a wonderful group of people, great cohorts. Everyone's very welcoming and kind and it's a very warm environment, a safe space for professional networking and practicing social skills, social strategies, communication, executive presence, and all in between. Okay, so today our focus is intelligibility over perfection. 
in communication, right? The goal is to be intelligible, to be able to get your point across with few to no miscommunication opportunities, right? We don't want to uh, be misconstrued or have our message be misinterpreted. So this is certainly the goal in communication to easily be understood. Regardless of whether you have an accent, whether your pronunciation is maybe not 100%, whether you know five languages and sometimes they all get muddled together. This is coming from a polyglot as well, so I get it. Um, even though my native language is English, I do speak more than one language. Um, so that's certainly something that you might find yourself facing. So let's start off with this Dali quote, uh, Salvador Dali. You might have heard of him. He's a brilliant painter and artist. So this is a great quote, right? Have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. <laughs> what do we think about that quote? Share your thoughts in the chat. I'm curious what you think about this. Does it resonate with you? Do you find that it's it strikes the right chords maybe with your, your headspace today or maybe you want to get to that headspace where you're really you know you're, you're not about perfection you're about intelligibility and communication and social fluency which are the themes here at exploring academy as well as you know on my youtube channels and and podcasts advanced english and exploring communication so if that sounds like something that you're interested in, then you're really going to love this webinar. Okay, so we're going to look at intelligibility versus pronunciation. We're going to look at the key factors that affect intelligibility, right? What are some of the things that maybe get in the way of coming across as intelligible? And not to confuse it with intelligent. Those are two very different things. We're going to talk about intelligibility, okay? And then we're going to look at some practical strategies that you can take away with you and practice and, you know, try them out this week. That's what I would really encourage you to do. You know, we have these beautiful strategies. I want you to try them out and try them on and make them your own and, you know, communication, there's no formula, right? We have lots of strategies and frameworks and templates and putting them all together and understanding how to use what in what context is part of social fluency. Okay, great. So hi, everybody. Welcome again to this wonderful webinar. I'm Mary Daphne, and you probably know me from the YouTube channels and the podcasts, as well as head of community here in Exploring Academy, our very own private community, a professional development platform for the modern executive. So I'm pretty sure that's you because you came to this webinar and you're excited to be here with us. And I see a lot of wonderful members that we have in our community too. So hello, shout out to all of you wonderful people. Okay, so I'm here to empower you with communication strategies, right? That is the primary focus. And you can use these communication strategies in English, but also in your L1 native languages, in your other languages that you know, et cetera, et cetera, because they are applicable to different languages as well, which is amazing, right? 
um, and, and we're here to empower you to reach social fluency in the workplace and in life in general, which is super important if you haven't already picked up on that, right? Okay. So a little bit about me for my background. I have a BA in French and communications from Hamilton College. I graduated magna cum laude from there. And then I have a master's of arts in, uh, in TESOL and education and education um, in English and teaching and teacher training from Bacchashir University, graduated valedictorian. And a, I have a second master's and advanced master's from Columbia University in New York City and graduated with honors from there. So lots of nice background and experience, about two decades in the fields of cross-cultural, corporate communications, television, live broadcasting, education. I've been teaching and designing courses in this space in communication, social skills, public speaking, confidence boosting in English, French too, cross-cultural and business communication for about 16 years now, which is crazy to believe because time just seems, it has a way of like creeping up on you, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, I like to emphasize technology, empirical research, data-backed teaching methodologies so that you have high value student outcomes. You get the best of the best here in the academy and all the content that I share with you across my platforms. So I also teach teachers how to teach. That means I'm a teacher trainer. I've been doing this abroad as well as in the US, in New York City, at Columbia University, Baruch College, and Hunter College. So that's always really nice for me to get to help educate and, and train the, the new teachers coming up and out into the world, which is beautiful. Um, I also had, was a Fulbright grant recipient. So that is kind of a, an important part of my story because that was my first foray into, my first professional foray into uh, being abroad in a professional capacity. Because a lot of the work I do is with cross-cultural communications, international clients. Our community is very international, which is absolutely marvelous. It's one of my favorite things about the community. And, you know, we, this is an increasingly globalized society, globalized world. So cross-cultural and intercultural communication is very important for effective communication. So we're communicating with people from all over the world and to be able to know how to navigate those cultures and understand one another is extremely crucial, right? So that's a little bit about me. Now, in terms of who you are, who are you? <laughs> that's a big question, right? I mean, I know many of you, you're in the community, all wonderful, brilliant people. And for those of you who I don't know yet, I haven't met yet, you might be somebody struggling with clarity uh, over an accent, right? Maybe you're concerned that your accent overshadows your ability to communicate clearly in professional settings, in life in general, in your social settings. You also might be somebody who experiences variability in speech, right? You find a notable difference in your pronunciation between isolated words that you feel like you can pronounce perfectly. But then there might be a difference between how you, you know, speak 
those words in a sentence with connected speech at play. You also might be, you know, somebody who lacks confidence in professional communication, really when it counts, right? When we were, were, were the spotlights on us, right? And we're kind of forced to present and perform and put our best foot forward. This could also be, you know, experiencing it in other types of settings, you know, casual settings, just any type of setting that you might find yourself in, those casual social interaction settings that we have. You also might be feeling anxious about cross-cultural communication, social interaction, networking is a big one for a lot of people. So this could be you. It could also be, you know, you might be a combination of two or more of these things. So which, what do you identify with? Tell me in the chat. One, two, three, four, or is it a combination? Share your answer in the chat. I'm curious. And then we can see, you know, there might be some overlaps, right? There might be overlap. And it's really good to kind of come in to this webinar with an understanding of sort of what you want to maybe focus on, depending on your goals, right? I'm going to share strategies with you and you're going to take them with you, right? And you're going to apply them to where you see fit, right? What makes sense for your life, for your job, for your career aspirations, for your social life, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so we've got one, two, and three. Very nice, a combination. Any other thoughts? Share that in the chat. Share that in the chat. If it's a different answer, feel free to write your thoughts on maybe what you may be experiencing right now. I see one and three. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, good. So keep those coming. Again, this is a great way to kind of frame our experience of enjoying this webinar and applying the strategies that I'm going to share with you to your life because they're relevant. Okay. Now my question is this. What do you think is more important for effective communication in a professional setting? But this could just as easily be valid for any type of social setting, casual setting, anytime you're communicating, right? Interpersonal communication. So is it perfect pronunciation or is it intelligibility? What is it? What is it? So here are your options. A, for perfect pronunciation, B, for intelligibility, C, because you think they're both equally important, or D, you're unsure, you have another thought, specify that in the chat. All right, we've got B, all right, intelligibility, anybody else? B, okay, intelligibility, very nice, anything else? B, okay, intelligibility, I see a theme here, I see a theme here, okay, very very astute observation on your part, as it is the topic, right, of today's webinar. Okay, excellent. So we're going to now kind of talk about the difference here, right? Intelligibility versus perfect pronunciation. And I'm putting perfect in quotes because, again, as Dali so eloquently put it, you'll never reach perfection. Nobody will. That's just not part of the human experience. 
right? If we were gods and goddesses and fairies and I don't know, supernatural beings, aliens, who knows, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe, but that is not part of the human experience. We can work towards getting better and better and better and better and improvement and progress. Absolutely. We can become really, you know, almost masters at something, but perfection should never really be the goal because it's just not realistic. And it's not something that we humans need to strive for. We can strive for progress and getting as best as we can, doing something as best as we can. Okay, we have another one here. So here we have, let's see, see. So that was somebody else who shared their thoughts. Very nice. Okay, so intelligibility, right? It's basically how well are you understood by others? How well is your speech understood by the people that you're chatting with, right? And the, the focus here is really on clarity of the message, whether rather than on phonetic perfection, right? You know, every single phoneme is absolutely perfect. Again, even in the US, people have different ways of speaking, different accents, different intonation, different stress, different, right? So even within just like, if you look at native English speakers from the US, there's gonna be variety. Same with the UK, same with Australia, same with, any part of the world really, right? Even in your own L1, that's gonna be the case. Okay, and then perfect pronunciation, right? What is that? That's the exact articulation of words as per the standard, right? Or native pronunciation. But again, even within the standard, there could be variety. So think about your own L1, which could be English. Your L1 could be something else. So do you speak perfectly in your L1? Probably not. Probably not, right? That's pretty much of a mind better sometimes, right? We have this expectation to speak our other languages perfectly and communicate perfectly where maybe, you know, we don't even speak our first language perfectly, whatever that means, whatever perfect is to you. So take this pressure off yourselves to try to be perfect, right? Who's perfect? I haven't met anyone who's perfect. Have you? Have you? So think about that. That's a good thing to remind ourselves of and really take the pressure off because that's going to stymie progress. It's going to stymie growth. It's going to prevent us from getting better and better and you know, really honing our skills. So prioritizing intelligibility in professional context, right? There's a practical importance here, right? It ensures effective communication so that you can articulate yourself in the best way, articulate your thoughts and present yourself in the best possible way, right? In diverse workplaces, you might be somebody who has international clients and you work with people from all over the world. So the impact here is that clear communication will take precedence. It often takes precedence over linguistic precision for successful professional interactions. Okay, clarity over perfection. Sometimes you might 
reach kind of like a perfection with how you speak, but that should never be what you're consumed by. Your focus in communication should be clarity of your message, which ties into intelligibility. Okay. So how are we doing so far? Who is everyone with me? Let's take a sip of water. Give me your favorite emoji in the chat so I make sure that we can see that everyone's following along. If you have questions, please share those, ask those. If you have comments, maybe certain experiences that you've had, you've encountered with your own intelligibility, share that in the chat. Share it in the chat. Send me your favorite emoji. Okay. Good, 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 good. Excellent. Thank you. Look at that. Wonderful. Beautiful. I love that smiley face. Simon. Send your emojis. Okay. So let's have a look at some of these real world examples. Okay. So in a team meeting, what does that look like? So we've got an international professional that's presenting a project update. Okay. In a team meeting. Despite a strong accent, right? Accents are not bad. They're actually beautiful things. They show that we have more than one culture and language that we're a part of. So despite a strong accent, and I know people, a lot of people are hung up on having an accent, but again, that should not be the concern. The concern should be, can people understand you? Are you intelligible? Not, oh, I have an accent. Oh, I don't have an accent. Everyone has an accent, right? Everyone has an accent. Even native English speakers have an accent, right? It's just a matter of whose accent, what kind of accent is it? <laughs> okay, please keep that in mind. I love to really emphasize that because I know people are really caught up on that and hung up on it. So despite the strong accent, the message is very clear due to effective use of intonation, stress, and pacing which is often more important than an accent. Yes, because this is what helps you have intelligibility. And so the impact is a positive one, right? The team can understand the update without any confusion or misunderstandings, which leads to productive discussion and collaborative decision-making. Essential in a team meeting, right? Collaboration is our jam. Okay, let's go to the next one. So in client communication, right, you, you have maybe you're a sales representative, okay, and maybe there's a non-native non pronunciation that the sales representative uses with the client. Their focus in that exchange is on clear articulation and choosing simpler words for intelligibility and for clarity. So even you know, a non-native, a native English speaker using vocabulary that they might not have quite a full grasp on or fully internalized, they'll choose to use simpler language for, for, for ensuring smoother communication, right? And so this is great because the client can comprehend the product details and feel more comfortable to ask questions, which boosts credibility, enhances support and trust, and satisfaction, right? 
all important things, very important things. All right, what about in virtual presentations, which I'm sure you do quite a lot of in this day and age. So in a virtual presentation, somebody speaks with a notable accent and uses visual aids and pauses effectively to ensure that the key points are understood. So they might use, you know, maybe some PowerPoint slides or Google slides. They might use some charts and graphs and pie charts and visual representations of what they're conveying so that it emphasizes their point and make sure that those key points get across to the audience in as clear a way as possible. And so what's great about this is that attendees, participants from various linguistic and cultural backgrounds can follow the presentation easily, and that leads to successful knowledge transfer and engagement. Okay, so another real world example. And then let's get to our last real world example, which is an email correspondence, right? So in asynchronous communication, you can have this as well. So an employee writes emails using straightforward language, no jargon, no technical terminology, no abbreviations or acronyms, knowing that the recipient of this email might not share that background in terms of industry-based jargon or technical language, which is specific to various industries, even within a company, right? There might be terminology in a company and acronyms that, you know, you've, you, were, you were taught when you were given the company handbook upon being onboarded. Okay, so the impact here, again, a positive one, the recipients are able to understand the emails without any ambiguity. There's no reading between the lines. There's no, ah, oh, do they mean this or do they mean that? Did I get this right? Or am I misinterpreting something, right? Reading between the lines, trying to figure out oh, what's going on here. There's no ambiguity. It's crystal clear. So that results in effective communication and fewer misunderstandings, right? Misunderstandings. <laughs> are something we really want to avoid. And we can if we follow these steps, right? And then I'm gonna share strategies with you. But now let's have a look, okay? Let's have a look at some of the factors that can affect intelligibility. Do you have any thoughts on what they could be? Any, just give me maybe one, anything that might affect your ability to get your point across well, even if you have an accent, even if you're not speaking in your native language, even if you are speaking in your native language, but you still have a different way of speaking from the people that you're conversing with. Okay, so lack of clarity in our own head. Very nice, Delgie. Yes, absolutely. So not really knowing what to convey or how we want to map it out. Like maybe we didn't map it out in our mind. We just blurted it out or regurgitated some information. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts? What might, what might affect intelligibility, which is again, your ability to get your point across in the way that you intended 
leaving no room for misinterpretation. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I see some people typing, so please continue to share your thoughts. I would love to see what you have to say. And I think all the people here on this call would like to see that as well. Okay. Okay. So maybe using your own language structure. Yes, absolutely. So kind of using your L1, maybe there's some translation in your head and you're superimposing language structure from your L1 onto your L2 or your L3. We just use L2, even if you know five or seven languages, L2 is the like the, the foreign language that you're, you know. Great, great thought, wonderful. And I'm so glad that intelligibility is something that you haven't heard of, but it strikes a chord and I'm glad that you're here. Okay, so speech rate, right? Definitely, right? How fast are you speaking? Are you speaking too quickly? Are you blurring your words together? Right? This is super important. I've met people who sometimes conflate speed for intelligence or speed for fluency. Speaking fast does not mean you are fluent. There, I said it. Speaking fast doesn't mean that you are fluent. There is no need to speak fast, particularly if you are speaking an L2. If you're speaking English and and English happens to be your L2, there is no need to try to speak faster than you should, particularly if you don't have a great grasp of the content you're sharing, like the thought, the, the subject matter, or you're nervous, or you're in a high stakes professional environment, an interview, a meeting with the CEO, onboarding process, okay? Speaking fast does not equate to fluency, right? Does not equal fluency. So it's really a balancing act, right? The optimal speech rate, whichever, whatever it is for you, whatever is for you, and, and, you know, through the exercises I'm going to share, you're going to start to have some clarity on that. That will enhance how clear your message is, right? And that will allow your listeners to actually process what you're saying, particularly if you are talking about something quite technical, 
and the people that you're sharing that information with do not have a technical background. So if you're an engineer and you're sharing information about the prototype to a team of designers with not much technical background, you definitely don't want to speak a mile a minute when you're sharing that information. That will not impress anybody. Oh, but they're, they're a group of native English speakers and the designers, and I want to impress them with my fast talking. No, you're not going to impress them. You will, you will turn them off to what you are saying. It will be an impediment. It will be a barrier. It will not be intelligible. So please slow down your speech, particularly if you're not sure about the content or you're maybe super sure about the content, but the people that you're sharing that content with does not have that same background, right? That same area of expertise, the same subject matter expertise. Be mindful of your audience. Okay, so speech rate, that's the first one. That will affect intelligibility, how well you are understood. The next one is volume. Yeah, believe it or not. Maybe it's something that you hadn't thought of before or hadn't considered. So if it's too low, if you're using, if you're talking too low and nobody can hear you, right? Right? Nobody can hear you. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear me. I mean, I was talking into the microphone, but I wanted to make a point there. If it's too loud, it can be distracting. Have you ever been to a restaurant and you're at your table and you're talking with your friends or whomever you're there with? And there's somebody who's just really loud and they're not that close to you even. How much of a distraction is that, right? It's loud, it's loud. You wanna be careful about that. So, you know, think about your volume, right? Appropriate volume will allow your speech to be understood clearly especially if it's in noisy environments or large rooms or if there's music blasting or you know you're on a zoom call and kids are playing over there and dogs are barking over there and someone's trying to get your attention over there yeah i think we've been there we've been there right so something to think about okay tone tone oh yes so this is how you convey your emotions, your attitudes, your thoughts. This influences how your message is going to be received, right? And we need tonality, right? There's going to be vocal variance and tonality, right? We don't speak in a monotone way. People will lose interest that way. And it is very, very boring, <laughs> right? Yeah. So... It can be distracting if somebody speaks in a monotone way. And I know, yes, there are some languages that have more of the monotone than say English might. So if you superimpose your tonality blueprint onto English, your English might be monotone, right? So we wanna be mindful of that. And then we wanna be consistent too, right? If you're consistent with your tone, this will help you maintain engagement from the listeners. They will not lose interest. They'll be interested in what you have to say. They'll be engaged. And you'll also be able to make your message clear, loud and clear. Okay. 
Good. So tone, you know, I think, I think tone is one of the harder ones to, to master, right? I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, with my clients and my students and even our members and even my own experience speaking different languages, you know, tone was one of the ones that you kind of have to put a little bit of extra effort in when you're, when you're starting out or maybe when you're at the advanced level even. The other one that's kind of tricky is word stress, right? This is often one of the ones that you learn at the end. And again, part of what's really great about um, exposure and immersion is you will start to get the tonality and you'll get the word stress, right? The emphasis and the prosody. And so when you have correct stress on syllables, you'll either pronounce them the right way, right? Vocalize them the right way, or they will be incorrect. So it's not about an accent. It's not, it's sometimes people conflate word stress with pronunciation. Like, oh, my pronunciation is wrong or whatever. Somebody might say that, right? It's actually maybe not the problem. It might be the word stress. You're placing the incorrect emphasis on the words, right? And not knowing what vowel to emphasize, what stress it might have. So the stress will change the meaning of the words and they can also make them recognizable or irrecognizable, right? So sometimes you might say a word, but you're not placing the right emphasis on it and people don't understand it. It happens. So when you have proper word stress, that will improve your comprehension. It will improve your listener's comprehension. And especially if there are specific key terms that you really want to focus on, right? And again, when you are a subject matter expert and you have a meeting, and let's say you're you're the head of engineering at a company and you're talking to the design team, you want to make sure that with the words that you are responsible for knowing, right, the technical jargon or the explanation of the technical jargon, you know how to, you know how to stress those words appropriately, right? Where, whereas if you're not familiar with the word, there's, there's a little bit more leniency for not necessarily having the correct word stress just yet. So that's something that really will help. So again, focus on those key terms. What's your industry? Know those points of emphasis well. So <clears throat> now my question for you is, which factor do you struggle with the most in your professional communication? Is it A, your speech rate, right? How quickly or slowly you're speaking? Is it volume? Is it tone or is it word stress? What is it? Share it in the chat. Let us know. It might be more than one of these. That's okay. Totally fine. Okay. So in order, let's see, A, B, C, and D. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And look, sometimes you might be really excited about whatever you're sharing and you might be speaking too fast. That's okay. You can check in with yourself, 
right? Or check in with the audience, right? Pay attention to their expressions. Do they look like they're following? Did they lose interest? Are they looking at their watch? Are they playing on their phone? <laughs> right? Check, check what's happening. Check in with yourself and check in with the audience and then adjust. Adjust. Okay. Word stress. Yeah, definitely. Word stress is certainly a challenge for sure. For sure. Okay, good. Wonderful. So how are we doing so far? Are we doing well? Okay. So here's some practical tips. I know that you've been waiting for these practical tips because they're going to help you get closer and closer to that goal. All right. So are you ready for my practical tips here that I want to share with you? The first one is mindful speaking. Okay. Just like we talk about mindfulness and and presence, you know, and what we're doing and how we're going out through our day, going on through our day, and maybe taking those mindful transitions as we walk over to the coffee shop to get our coffee, or as we're preparing our breakfast, or as we're creating a PowerPoint presentation, those transitions too, right? Going from one activity to another, there's mindfulness there. So with speaking, you want to have conscious articulation, right? Clearly articulating each word, especially in the critical parts of what you're going to share, your talk, right? Those key phrases that you really need to clench and you really need to get across well to your audience so that they get it, they understand. Pacing and pausing, right? This is a great way to give your listeners a break and give them time to process the information, right? Again, being fast does not mean being fluent. That might be a eureka moment for a lot of people here. It's true. So this is what we mean by mindful speaking, okay? Conscious articulation, being doing, being mindful of our pacing and our pauses. Pauses are important. We need time to process. We need time for people to soak in the information. They need to, they need to get it in their brains, right? If we're just going, <laughs> no one's gonna follow and they're not gonna remember or retain the information. Like, oh, oh, you told me that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you that. Oh, I don't remember it. Yeah, because. You were talking too fast and did not have the pacing and pausing there. Yeah. Okay. Active listening. Huge. Always. Always. So you want to think about feedback, right? I talked about looking at the audience, looking at, you know, the, the listeners, your interlocutors who you're talking to. Read their faces. Read their nonverbals. There's so much that gets across, right? Mostly in our nonverbals, right? Our tone, our expressions, our uh, non, our gestures, less so in our words. So, how are people? Are people following? Are do they have like a what? A quizzical look on their face? Are they like? Uh, I don't understand. Have they lost interest? Are they? Do they have like a blank stare? Like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's what's their expression like? Okay. Listen for patterns too. So when you think about 
effective communicators, right? How do they speak? And try to emulate, not necessarily copy, but try out, try on, like you try on a pair of shoes, try on the way they speak, just to see how it sits. And then once you do that enough, and with different, you know, models, you know, role models, it will start, you will start to form your own way, right? And you could emulate aspects of their clarity into your speech. Do you like how that person pauses? Do you like how they do a certain gesture every time they, you know, say a phrase? Do you like the phrase they use? Do you like the tone of their voice? Whatever it is, what are they doing? So active listening is super important, not just from paying attention to what people around you are doing, right? How they're receiving your information, because you can tell. Right. You can tell when somebody is engaged and gets it. You can tell when somebody is not getting it. And and that's the cue for you to then remedy that. Right. You don't want to bulldoze through that. You don't want to just zoom by and not take into that feedback account. That is not social fluency. Right. We need to be perceptive. And then also actively understanding how the people around you who are effective communicators, how are they doing what they do so well? Okay, excellent. Then we have pronunciation practice, which is focused on clarity. So specifically targeted exercises that, so you identify maybe targeted um, problematic, and I put that in quotes because again, I instead of problematic, maybe think of it as like an area for improvement. But essentially, it is a problematic sound or a pattern that you might find in your speech. And I want you to think about, okay, well, how is that, how can that be remedied? How can I work on that to make it better? So the interlanguage is constantly changing, right? And even in your native language, if English is your native language, then you'll still be doing this. You'll still be looking looking at targeted exercises to think about you know certain sounds like certain ways of not conveying your message well, and then recording and reviewing is great too. I'm a big proponent of that. It's a wonderful learning tool, and here in our community, if you are part of our group coaching executive communication lab plan, we record the sessions that we do and you're on camera you have your camera on you have your mic or with you so you can see what you're doing how you sound how you communicate how you're using your nonverbals, and over time you will see the progress too which is really powerful our members love that feature and i myself when i was you know working on different languages and different skills i i think it's a wonderful way wonderful way to per, you know present and work on ourselves even better even more so that's something to do so some other tips think about simplifying your language don't try to impress people because when you try to impress people it's going to backfire right don't try to impress people by using fancy words fancy language choose too complex sentence structures complex syntax, um, you know, trying to show off, trying to be too fast. Focus on clarity, please, 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 please. This is for intelligibility, right? 
Don't try to show off. It will backfire. And then if you are in a position of, you know, you're maybe you're presenting, maybe you have some visual aids that you can use, use them, use them. They're always great to enhance your message, to really clench the presentation, to get people to focus and get them engaged and get them to understand, right? I have my slides here, right? It enhances my presentation. It helps you see the, you know, the strategies as opposed to me just talking, right? And sharing all this information, it might be a little bit more challenging to have. So something to think about. And then lastly, also extremely important, practice, 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 practice. Practice makes progress. So consistent practice is what you need. Not just one-off practice. Oh, I'm going to work on my communication today. And then two months later, oh, I'm going to work on my communication today. And then five years later, I'm going to work on my communication today. Okay, so we want to be consistent. Even if that means you only have 10 minutes a day to focus on what you're working on, use that those 10 minutes. I guarantee everybody, even the busiest people in the world, the busiest people in the world can find 10 minutes of their day. Maybe swap it out with something that is not as important. Or maybe you calendar block and you find a one hour chunk of time. What's great about the community is that you do have accountability. So if you're in the group coaching calls, you show up at the designated times. If you are in the self-guided Exploring Academy plan, you show up, you do your work. In the Every day there's a task for you to do. We have a weekly calendar every week. It refreshes. There's a new set of tasks, new, new things to work on. You got, you got to check those off the box, right? So it's a, a really great way to hold yourself accountable. So if you're looking for a way to hold yourself accountable, to be with people who are on the same, very similar journeys to you, to meet people, to make friends, to network, to have fun learning and improving your communication in the workplace and in life in general, working on executive communication skills and social fluency, then I really do recommend you come and join our Exploring Communication Community Plan. Um, or you can join our ex Executive Communication Lab Group Coaching Plan, depending on what you want to do. Because either of these two plans will give you the type of structure and focus that you need every day and every week. So you'll do our challenges, you'll do our web courses, You'll do our daily tasks. You'll have those weekly calendars. You'll get to do calls with members. You'll get to, if you're in the community, um, the group coaching plan, you'll get to do calls with me, get feedback from me, engage with people in a really nice way. And it's so much fun. So that's the practice, right? Practice, 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 practice. If you want to get good at something, you have to make the time for it. You have to practice. There is no other way. It's not possible to be, you know, to get something in five days or two weeks or three months or six months or whatever. People say like, oh, you, you can be da -da 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 by the end of five months. Maybe, maybe not, but probably not. But you can get better with each day you do something. And then over time, wow, that progress, woo! Incredible.
incredible, my friends. Okay, I'm gonna get to Fabio's question in just a minute. I just wanna finish my um, the slides that I have for you and then I'm gonna answer your question, Fabio. So stay tuned, stay tuned. We'll get to those questions, great questions. So here is an activity for you to do. Don't feel like you need to write all this down. You will see the replay and the slides in the community. So you'll get to go through this again and take some time to, to do that. So what I want you to do is find a short paragraph. Maybe it's relevant to your professional context. So it could be for your industry expertise. It could be something that you're working towards, but it's relevant to you. Think about it being just four to five sentences long, not too long, right? Then I want you to do an initial reading. So go through it, say it out loud in your no normal pacing, however you, however fast you talk, right? Maybe you talk really fast, maybe you talk slow, maybe you talk just in the middle. Record it on your phone, or even if you wanna do a video, if you wanna see your nonverbals, record it, okay? Then I want you to listen to it. Maybe take a day, take a day, or you can do it right after, but I think putting some space in between can, can be beneficial. So the next day, or maybe five hours later, you come back, you listen to the recording, and you think about where are the natural pause points, right? Did I just zip by that whole sentence without taking a breath? What did I do? So find those natural pauses, and then it usually will come up at the end of a sentence, right? Or at a comma, or if there's um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like dashes, right? That will indicate a natural pause. Then you want to mark those pauses. So take your text and mark it maybe with like a red slash where you're gonna pause, right? Don't disrupt the natural flow, but they give an opportunity for the recipients of that message, for the listeners, for the audience members to actually soak in that info. Then you're gonna practice reading it, practice pacing, Again, you'll reread it, slowing it down consciously, and make sure that it doesn't slow down too much, that it sounds unnatural. Because if we slow down too much, you get the idea. Okay. Then you want to implement those pauses, right? So this is the new pace that you've now found. Then you implement those pauses and then see how well it fits into how you can breathe and how you can articulate your thoughts more clearly and use more power when you're conveying your messages because you're using the air from your diaphragm and you're breathing properly. Amazing. Then you record and compare it to the first recording that you did. You should see a huge difference in the clarity and in the flow, which is what we want. We want to see that difference. And then we want to reflect. Okay. Reflection is always possible. Reflection is always important. <laughs> All right. So was it challenging to speak slower? Did you have challenges with the pauses? Did it make it difficult? Was it difficult for you? Think about your experience, reflect on it. And then if you can get feedback, right? Get feedback. Um, or you can self-assess. And if you're going to self-assess, I would take like two days in between 
to just give some space between, you know, the time that you did these recordings and then time that you're going to evaluate them and see if, you know, what there is to work on. And then this is something that you can rinse and repeat, right? Repeat it often, repeat it regularly with different texts, become comfortable with pacing and your prosody and your emphasis and your pausing. And maybe if you want to even increase that, take it up a notch, add in those nonverbals. What are you going to do with your gestures and so on and so forth? Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So with feedback, there's so much value in feedback. And again, that's one of the amazing things about being in our community because in either of the plans, you get feedback. If you are in the self-study, you get the verbal feedback, written feedback on challenges and web courses and exercises and activities, right? We will provide feedback and you have it there. If you are in the group coaching calls, you get the feedback in real time there too. So feedback is really one of the ways. Yes, there's consistency and then there's feedback. Those are two of the, the biggest ways that we can see improvements. So, you know, you have an objective perspective, right? You, you're able to identify blind spots. Listeners can pinpoint specific areas where your speech might be unclear or nebulous and help you focus on that. And again, we do all of this in our community. So feedback's really important. Then we've got, you know, formal assessments, which, you know, if you are considering our community, you will get this, right? You will get these assessments, like, like I said, that we do, and you'll be able to see where you can improve. Peer reviews, right? Asking colleagues and peers for their honest opinions, seeing if what you shared made sense. And of course, you want to be respectful of their time and maybe not ask them 20 times a day, oh, what did you think of this? Or did I say that right? <laughs> so really be mindful of that and use it sparingly and be smart about it. <clears throat> and what can you do? For them to help them right if is there like an exchange that you can do can you help them with an excel spreadsheet can you proofread their email whatever right think about it and then if you're giving a presentation you might do some audience surveys maybe like a quick little um multiple choice questionnaire or something like that where you get some feedback after what you did and then you want to incorporate this feedback, right? Incorporate this feedback because that's how it sticks. That's how it gets better. And also that's kind of the point, right? If someone can give you all the feedback in the world, but if you don't do anything with it, then it's kind of a moot point, right? There's no value then really if you're not going to do anything with it. Just like you make mistakes and you don't learn from those mistakes, then what's the value in making the mistake, right? We wanted to improve from that. so. That's really important. And then you want to build a continuous feedback loop, right? So you want to think about, um, you know, ongoing feedback. How can you get ongoing feedback? So it's easy to do in our community because you just show up, you're consistent, and you get the feedback from us. Um, but if you're not in the community, you can still do this. But then you have to work a little bit harder to foster an environment where colleagues and peers can provide ongoing feedback. You don't want just like one-offs. That's not very helpful. You want ongoing support, ongoing feedback. 
So if you want feedback on your communication, on your executive skills, on your professional development, on your language, this is the place. Exploring Academy, my friends, this is the place for you. This is the place for you. And then regularly reflecting and adapting. We do worksheets, we do self-reflections, we do assessments, we do the feedback, we do the oral feedback, we do the written feedback, we do it all. So again, if you're serious about leveling up, then I highly recommend you, you invest in yourself, right? This is an investment in yourself. And you can even check if your company will cover it as a professional development expense. You know, tell them this is something that you need for your job, which is true. This is a professional development platform for you. So you will learn your professional skills here. You will learn how to communicate for workplace interactions, and you will also learn how to communicate in life for those social interactions, which we also do with our colleagues, right? Think about how to make small talk with your colleagues. When you're making small talk, you're not going to talk about, you know, the Q Q1 um, stats, right? You're going to talk about, oh, how, you know, how was the party you went to? Or how was that hiking trip? Or, you know, how, how was the kid's birthday party? Blah, 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 right? So again, very, very important. Very, very important. Um, I definitely think you should check out this lesson. It's related to what we discussed today. So you can check it out on, I'll send it in the chat. Check this out because I think that will help kind of bring everything that we discussed nicely together. And then if you're in the community, you can take the quiz and comment on and share your, your comments and thoughts. So I just put the link um, to the quiz so that you can really solidify your understanding and learning of this concept. Okay, so in conclusion, we talked about all of these amazing things. I can't believe we did all of this. Great job. Well done being here. We got through so much. There's still more to do. And if you want to practice these, I'm going to tell you an opportunity where you can practice these. Um, we talked about the difference between intelligibility and perfect pronunciation, right? What those mean and why it's more important to seek and strive for intelligibility. We talked about the factors that affect intelligibility, you know, speech rate, volume, tone, prosody, word stress, emphasis, and how they impact your clarity and your speech and why it's not about having an accent. Accents are beautiful. It's about these things right? Which contribute to your intelligibility. We talked about strategies for improving intelligibility, such as mindful speaking, active listening, focused pronunciation practice. And we also emphasize the need for consistent practice, right? Consistency and getting the feedback, right? Um, I also shared with you an exercise that you can do. So I do recommend you do that this week and through the weekend try that out. It's very, it's going to be very helpful for you. Um, and then engaging with feedback, how important, how important feedback is and how to incorporate that and learn from it. Okay. So what strategy will you focus on to improve your intelligibility? I, I try to focus on one at a time so that doesn't, it's not, you know, cognitive overload. Um, so I'm curious, is it A, is it B, is it C, is it D, or is it something else entirely? Tell me in the chat.
Tell me in the chat, are you going to focus on mindful speaking, active listening, pronunciation practice, regular practice, or something else? Maybe it's a combination of everything. Maybe it's a combination of everything. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Cool. So, pronunciation... Daljeet said mindful speaking and pronunciation. Excellent. Very good. Terrific. Yeah, I, I'm really happy that, you know, you're starting to see the, the, the ability to, to transform your communication, right? Intelligibility is crucial. A, C, and D. Very nice, Fabio. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So, uh, okay, there we go. This is what I want to get to. We've got two sessions coming up this week. If you're in the group coaching plan, the executive communication lab group coaching plan, I'm going to share some different strategies that we did not cover in this webinar for intelligibility. And we're going to practice those and you're going to get feedback and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And you get the recording afterwards so you can see how you did, right? And you have access to everything in the community on this plan. So we're going to look at intelligibility strategies that we did not cover in this webinar and that you can practice in real time and get real time feedback. So important as we saw today. And then we're going to do another group coaching session on Friday. And we're going to talk about, well, lots of different things, but you'll see when we get there. Um, we'll look at the imperfection of human memory and we'll work on strategies that that show that. And, and again, you're going to get a lot of feedback, lots of fun exchanges. They're great. They're really fun. These are great opportunities to practice examples, to practice and get feedback, right? Get those real examples, practice and get your feedback. Not to mention practicing, you know, the confidence building, practicing the social skills. Uh, yes, also the strategies, talking to people, having fun, making friends, developing your professional network, maybe discovering you're in the same city or in the same country. How cool is that? You never know. It's very cool. It happens. It's a small world, my friends, right? So terrific. And I want to leave you with this quote. Optimism is a faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. 
So, you know, it might get challenging, but that's okay. You just got to keep with it. Be confident in knowing that consistency works. Showing up day in and day out works. Carving out time works. You will get there. Yes, it takes time, but the best things in life do, right? You appreciate them that much more. If you got everything you wanted right there at the flip of a switch, you might not be as grateful for those amazing blessings as you would if they took maybe a little bit of time or if they were gradual and staggered, right? And don't forget that progress is not linear, right? It is like that. Okay. So, yeah. Here we have the Executive Communication Lab group coaching plan. So you get the group coaching calls, the live video calls with me and a small group of members. Those are small groups. And you get access to the whole entire platform. So everything in there is unlocked and you get to access it. You get the web courses, you get the challenges, you get the daily practice, you get the uh, the weekly calendars, you get the ability to make your own little groups and like uh, sessions and social pods and practice and meet friends and enlarge in, in and, uh, you know, increase your networks. And it's just so much fun. And then we also have, uh, so we, within that we have 45 minute to one hour sessions twice a week. You can make friends and network, you can practice communication, get real-time feedback, boost your confidence, reach social fluency. And again, it has practice, 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 and accountability. And then we have another plan. This is a self-study plan, which is also wonderful. We have a lot of people loving this and enjoying this and doing this. Here you will get feedback, um, and it'll be in you know the form of written feedback on whatever you participate in. So if you do the challenges and you put your, um, you write in the forum and you put your, uh, you, you do the activity, you'll get the feedback on the activity. If you want um, feedback on your communication and on your speaking and on your, your professional communication and social, social skills, then the group coaching plan would be the right fit for you. If you prefer to just do a self-study and have feedback in written form and asynchronous communication, then the Exploring Academy plan would be the right fit for you. So think about your goals. Think about what you want to do. You could also try uh, try whichever plan out you're interested in with a one-week free trial. So we offer a free trial so that you get to see the ins and outs of it and then you can decide if you want to stay on and, and become a, a member. And, you know, that's something else to do. Um, so, again, the accountability. You'll find people that are on this journey with you. You'll make friends. There's so much to do. Endless possibilities. And we're always adding new challenges and new web courses and new activities and new lessons and new posts. So much. There's so, so, so much. And it's really exciting. So this is just like a side-by-side -side of the different features. One is the self-study and then one is the group coaching calls with the feedback in real time. And, you know, you get to be on camera and practice and get those replays that you have access to to see how you've improved, which is great. So try our one-week free trial. 
you can sign up um, by going to academy.explearning.co and you can choose either of the two paid plans, which is the Executive Communication Lab Group Coaching Plan or the Explearning Academy Plan. So I wanna share with you some of what our members are saying. Um, so here we have Simin who's saying, I joined Exploring Academy just two months ago and I'm absolutely amazed by the progress I've achieved in refining my workplace skills and boosting my confidence in starting conversations within the English speaking community. Attending every live session and actively practicing real communication skills has not only enhanced my English proficiency, but has also been invaluable for improving my overall communication abilities. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to our teacher, Mary Daphne, for her guidance and support. Having incredibly knowledgeable instructors who encourage you to seize opportunities has been the golden key that Exploring Academy has provided me. I wholeheartedly recommend Exploring Academy to anyone seeking success in today's fast-paced world. Thank you, Simon. That was wonderful. I'm so happy that you feel that way. Um, how do I go to the next one here? There we go. Here we have Sarah who says, throughout most of my life, I've battled social anxiety. She's not alone. Joining the Exploring Academy has empowered me to overcome my fears and shut down my BS. Each baby step in this supportive environment has been transformative, boosting my confidence in both my personal and professional interactions. Really well put. Really, really nice. Here we have Marco who says, I've enrolled in the executive program. It has been a true treasure to join this program of skills improvement. It's very well made with a lot of features that are useful to train and empower skills for professionals at the highest level. Thank you very much for all of this. It's for sure worth the investment. So thank you very much once again for everything. Very nice. Thank you, Marco. Then we have Saval who says both Mary Daphne and all the members of the community are so sweet and smiling that you never get bored. You don't understand how time flies. With this community, I had the opportunity to improve my communication skills as well as my language. I have the opportunity to see and correct my mistakes with frequent community meetings. Exactly, exactly. Helder says, I had to give a presentation at work and I used the tips I learned from the community and everyone loved it. This community is different because it's not just about learning English, but it also focuses on practical communication skills and real life situations. Yes, exactly. Then we have Raquel who says, I don't get to use English in my daily life. So I find it very enriching to have the opportunity to exchange with people from different countries and to learn about their customs and opinions on current affairs. Being in small groups allows us to be active in discussions and to lose our public speaking fear. And MD is always there to push us and help us if we hesitate or don't know a word. Yes, absolutely. Those small groups really, really are great because again, you get to practice and everyone has ample speaking time and feedback. So it's really wonderful. Then we have Mireya who says, best investment. You won't regret it. I love it. Straight into the point. And then she goes, I'm forever grateful to Mary for creating such a caring human connector platform in which we learn and practice to effectively communicate with others. 
I love that. So well put to the point, very, very nicely said and beautiful images that, that she creates there. It really is about connecting in the most authentic way so that you can practice all the strategies and don't have to worry about, you know, what it's going to be like when you have to do it for real in a high stakes environment, when you want to close that deal, land that client, get that job, get the uh, ace that interview, pass the test, talk to your C-suite executives. The list goes on and on and on and on. And also in the social realm, Marva says Exploring Academy is very different from any training I've attended so far. Talking in small groups and everyone in the group practicing in the conversations increases my self-confidence in speaking English in different social situations. MD encourages everyone to speak in workshops and discussion sessions. She takes care of everyone individually and takes great care so that everyone benefits. That's wonderful. Thanks, Marva. And then Dom goes, Exploring Academy is the best enrollment I've done in a training program. I'm here to improve my professional English skills, executive communication, and social skills. I believe this is a great tool and more people should join. I really enjoy the workshops Mary Daphne delivers in her paid membership. I encourage people to sign up. I clear my schedule to participate in these workshops. Wonderful. Ushika says, my goals are to become more socially savvy and build emotional intelligence with people. Mary Daphne is an excellent teacher and communicator. Her skills surely rub off on you as she eases you into better habits and makes everyone feel comfortable as the instructor and facilitator. I am already experiencing subtle shifts by learning from everyone and MD. The community's international diversity is the perfect practice ground to interact in multicultural settings. I feel comfortable to say things without thinking too much as long as I put it across with integrity and grace, something that Exploring Academy integrates in its modules. Then Edwin says, the style of interaction in Exploring is cutting edge, incorporating innovative elements of teaching a second language. My speaking skills have improved in my daily interactions and I have surpassed some typical barriers of learning a new language. In live discussions, I learn new words, expressions, and discussion items, which I use afterwards in real life settings. That's it. Thank you for joining me, everybody. Well done for carving out this hour and 20 minutes. Wow, well done. I hope that you take all these strategies to heart, take them with you, put them in your pocket. They're golden nuggets, practice them. Come into the community if you want extra support and feedback and to have a lot of fun and hold yourself accountable too. So I really appreciate your time and I can't wait to see you here in the community. Bye everybody.